I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 121 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have a very special guest joining me on the podcast today. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West will be here in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. Uh, One of the most popular things trending on social media right now is this 10-year challenge where people are posting pictures of themselves from 10 years ago and comparing it to today. I haven't posted any just yet, but I may do so, so follow me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. It's amazing to look back and see the changes that take place in only a decade. 10 years ago, my family looked drastically different than it does today. I had only two kids. They were two and one, and we were working on our third child. We suffered through uh, quite a number of miscarriages in the process. Uh, We did have some miscarriages in between our third and fourth child as well. I talk about our struggles with miscarriage in length back in episode 58. So if you're interested, please uh, tune it back to episode 58 and take a listen. Uh, Miscarriage is definitely one of those subjects that's tough to talk about. It has a far different impact on men than it does on women. Uh, I think having a strong faith in God is the key to getting through it. But if any of you dads are out there going through that right now or have gone through it, my heart goes out to you. And if we use months and not years and go back only 10 months ago, there was no such thing as first-class fatherhood. We are just now hitting the 10-month mark of the podcast. Uh, The podcast started with just an idea, some imagination mixed with faith. And it has quickly turned into one of the most important things in my life that I've ever done, certainly one of the most meaningful. Uh, I love being a dad. I am on a mission to become a better dad each and every day. I've learned a lot from all the amazing men that have joined me here, and I'll put my guest list up there against any other podcast available. I have truly been blessed to have such high-caliber dads come on and share their stories and their advice about fatherhood. Uh, Today is no different. I am fortunate to have a combat veteran with me today. I do not take my freedom for granted. I understand that there is a price to pay for it, and that even as I speak, there are many people paying that price right now now. Uh, Back on episode 72, I was honored to have the gold star parents of SEAL Team 6 hero, Aaron Vaughn, and that was a very special one for me. And I guess because in my mind, I think I'm a lot younger than I really am, because whenever I think about a veteran, I'm always thinking about somebody who's older than I am, but that isn't the case. In fact, I'm a lot older than most of the men who are returning home from war today, and I am thankful for their service and for their sacrifice. My guest today, however, is a bit older than me, and he outranks all the other veterans that I've had on the podcast. He retired as a lieutenant colonel, and Alan West will be here with me on the other side of this quick little spot, so please stick around. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Today's interview is being brought to you by NFW Watches. Please go over to nfwonline.com and use my promo code FATHER at the checkout. You're going to save 15% off your entire order. You're going to get free shipping inside the United States. And $50 of every order is going to go directly towards Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. Get over to nfwonline.com. Use the promo code FATHER. 
All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a combat veteran who retired from the Army with a rank of lieutenant colonel. He is a former member of the United States House of Representatives from Florida's 22nd District. It is a great honor for me to say, Alan West, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. It was great to be with you, and I can't think of anything more important for our country than the issue of fatherhood. Awesome. Here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two daughters, Aubrey uh, Elizabeth, who is 25, and Austin Brianna, who is 22. Very cool. Uh, what kind of sports or activities were the girls into growing up? Oh, wow. Uh, the oldest, Aubrey, was a water polo, and uh, Austin wasn't too much into the, uh, the sports side of the house, although she did uh, throw her hand in there for uh, volleyball, but, uh, you know, she she was more of a... I guess a, a techie type. She really likes to get in there and work on computers and things of this nature. But uh, so it was water polo and, and volleyball. Those were their two primary activities. All right, Alan, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, simple. Uh, I am the third of four generations of military servicemen to our family, uh, to our country, all combat veterans. Uh, my dad served in World War II, my older brother in Vietnam. I served 22 years in the United States Army, my nephew, my older brother's son is currently a major in the Army. Uh, I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, educated at the University of Tennessee, and I have a couple of the master's degrees, one of them from Kansas State University. been married to a great lady, uh, Dr. Angela Graham West, for 29 years, and uh, her dad was also career military, Master Sergeant United States Army, who was buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, served a little bit of time in the United States House of Representatives, and Today, I'm a political commentator, do a lot of uh, policy work, and I have my own little uh, blog and, and everything called The Old School Patriot. Yeah, wow, very impressive. Uh, thank you for your service. And when did fatherhood come into the picture for you, and how did becoming a dad change your perspective on life? Well, fatherhood came into the picture for me because I had a great father in the first place. Uh, as I said, my dad was a World War II veteran, and I remember at the age of 15, he sat me down on the steps of our home, uh, 651 Kennesaw Avenue in Atlanta, same neighborhood that produced Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and he challenged me to be the first officer in the family. And I think that's why it's important to have dads in the home, because uh, dads challenge their you know, the young men and the young women, uh, their children, to, as the Army once said, be all that they could be. And so I had a fantastic role model. And when I think about fathers dads in the the black community when i was born the two-parent household was between 75 and 77 percent today the two-parent household in the black community is at 24 percent and i think that's why you see a lot of the problems with gangs and what have you and you know i can tell you that you know the two most special days of my life were uh you know holding uh, those those brand new babies you know creating life and that was aubrey and austin aubrey was born april 9th of uh, 1993, and Austin was born uh, November the 24th of 1996. Okay, Alan, I speak about this quite often on the podcast here. It feels as though there is an attack on fatherhood and family life in this country through our pop culture, uh, through the movies and the TV. It has created a mentality that family life, especially amongst our young men, uh, that family life is something to avoid and not something to embrace. Uh, are you seeing that as well? And if so, what could be done to turn that around? Well, absolutely so. And then also you forgot the government. The government has done everything it can to destroy the uh, responsible man in the home. 
As a matter of fact, Lyndon Johnson, part of his Great Society programs, was to you know award checks to women who had children out of wedlock. But the caveat, no matter how many children they had, the caveat was that they couldn't have a man in the home. And we've seen the, uh, I think, intended consequences thereof. And you, you're right. So many of these young people today, they don't see that strong male, uh, you know, relationship or, or experience that relationship or have that uh, as part of their upbringing. And then when you look at movies and, and the culture and even the music, uh, you, you don't have any any talk about those responsible males and men in, in the lives and fathers in the lives. I mean, so many of us grew up, you know, watching, you know, Lever to Beaver and all of these type of things where there was always a man in the home to include even like the Brady Bunch. But when you look at today, uh, I mean, you start to see things shift. You know, every one of us loved Married with Children. Al Bundy was a real funny character, but if you really sat back and looked at it, what were they doing with Al Bundy's character? They were, you know, undermining that strong, positive uh, role model in the family. I, I remember good times with uh, John Amos, and everybody, of course, remembers you know, uh, J.J., that character, but you still had that strong black uh, role model that was in that film. You don't see that anymore now. Not at all, and it's a shame. Uh, and you mentioned there that you're from the same neighborhood as Martin Luther King Jr., and we're just coming up to Martin Luther King Day here, and it seems like race, race baiting, and identity politics are in high gear, and I really believe that what uh, Dr. King said directly applies to fatherhood in the sense that our children, they're not going to judge us based on our color, they won't judge us based on our nationality, but they will judge us by the content of our character. Uh, they're going to follow our actions, and, and so are we sending mixed signals to kids by saying um, that the content of your character Character is what matters, but then in the media, it's always all about the skin tone. Well, I hate to say it, we're not we're not even talking about it's all about character. As a matter of fact, no matter what happens in your life, it's always someone else's fault. Uh, no one is stepping up to take responsibility. One of the things that my mother taught me was that a man must stand for something, or else he'll fall for anything. And we need to get back to those basic fundamentals of, of fatherhood and talk about what it means to be a responsible man in the home. Uh, because we, if, as we lose that, we're going to lose the essence of what this country is. And, and again, this is not to say that, you know, a woman alone cannot raise, you know, kids and be successful at it, but I think that when you have both, that strong male and uh, strong uh, female role models, and when you have a man that shows this is how you treat a woman, uh, and that's what my daughters see, you know, how I respect and treat my wife, how – I'm not intimidated by the fact that she has an MBA and a PhD and she's a brilliant woman, a financial advisor and a broker, but we complement each other. And and that is how you set up, you know, for future relationships for your children because they will go out and look to replicate the, the that positive aspect they've seen in their own lives. Very well said. Yeah, and the political atmosphere is just so charged up right now. It's so full of hate and just so full of anger. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have John James on the podcast on Election Day. Uh, we didn't talk about politics at all. He's a wonderful family man, a combat veteran. And, and, and i got to tell you something, Alan. I just got hammered on social media just for having him on the podcast. Uh, so how do you handle all the criticism and the nastiness that comes from uh, talking about politics, especially uh, from social media? How does that kind of affect you and your family? Well, it, it doesn't because I always take uh, take to heart the words from Isaiah chapter fifty four seventeen, 
where it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn, for that is the heritage of those who love the Lord. So I don't pay attention to what people are saying because if you are rooted and grounded in, in truth and in facts, uh, it's not going to make a hill of beans. And so why would anyone criticize you for having a man on your show who is a father, who is a combat veteran from the United States Army, a helicopter pilot? I mean, what is there to be so uh, disdained by, you know, that type of background, that type of life and, and lifestyle? And so. I, I'm fed up with it, and I'm not going to be deterred because people uh, want to be comfortable. And I guess the, the the constructs that they try to draw around you being a certain race or a certain gender or what have you, and if you don't think a certain way, then you have to be demonized, denigrated, demeaned, and disparaged. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, it's very sad to see what's going on. Um, all right, let me turn it back to you as a dad here. You retired as a lieutenant colonel, so it's safe to assume that you're a well-disciplined individual. Uh, but how were you when it came to dishing out the discipline in your house as a father of two girls? Well, the thing is, you, your yes has to be a yes and your no has to be a no. You can't, you know, be, you know, like, I guess, the, uh, the weather vane type of parent. Uh, and my daughters knew what the, the, the things that they could not cross the line on. But the most important thing about being a disciplinarian is that you have to live your life by an example to them. You can't say, you know, these are the things that you should do and you go out and do something totally different. That's the hypocrisy of being a good parent. That's the hypocrisy of leadership, this do as I say, not as I do type of belief. So, you know, with my daughters, I always try to, you know, lay down the left and right limits, the parameters, and coach them through things. Now, I will tell you that probably the most uh, painful thing is when I would look at my daughters and say, I'm very disappointed in you, and, and just walk away, because that's more important sometimes than than just screaming and yelling, because I believe that when children know that their their father, their parents love them, they don't want to disappoint them. When they know that you're out there doing everything you can for them to be successful and uh, go in the right direction, they they don't want to disappoint you. And that was one of the things that I learned from my parents. And also I learned uh, Proverbs 22.6 where it says, Train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they grow old they shall not depart from it. It's those everyday little lessons that you have to impart from them. And uh, they will remember. They'll think about it. Heck, a couple of days ago, I thought about some things that Dad used to say to me. Yeah, and I love the fact that you're quoting Scripture because uh, I'm a very faith-based person. I keep God first in my life. But uh, that's another thing that has been under attack in this country. They took God out of the school systems. Uh, they have removed God from uh, the presence of just about everything. And I feel if we could just uh, get back to God, restore faith, nourish our family units, and put the spotlight on celebrating the family life, I, I think we would quickly see a big shift in our society and the country. No, I mean, you, you get two thumbs up from me, but the thing is that you have this secular humanist movement here in the United States of America that would rather replace God with the big G with government with a little G because that's where they want people to put their faith with into. And, again, when you look at how uh, there have been policies and, and how the culture really does come after and attack traditional basic family values is because – some, in some ways, I think that there's a, a drive to have people that 
are more victims than victors. Uh, and, and as I tell my daughters, I'm not raising you to be a victim. And that means I want them to be able to protect themselves. I want them to be highly educated. I want them to be successful. I don't want them to be dependent uh, on anyone for, for anything. So. Yeah, and you mentioned in there the government. And, and, Alan, whatever happened to the democratic philosophy of ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you could do for your country, uh, where, where has that gone? I never hear that from the Democrats anymore. Well, it's, it's amazing. I, I think that that comes back to this mentality and this ideology that, you know, the more people that you have dependent upon this thing called government, like I say with the little g, the more you're going to have their electoral patronage, and that's what ends up happening, is that we don't want people to be able to go out and pursue their happinesses, which is one of your unalienable rights endowed to you by the Creator, but we have this belief that there are certain individuals that can guarantee a happiness. And that's why you always hear people talking about free this or free that and we'll give you this, but it is all a shell game because uh, you have to take from one to give to the other. And I think that the important thing to realize, just the same with parents, you know, you want your child to grow up and, and be able to go out there and be successful and possible, but no one is going to allow their child to, to, to fail uh, because you want to be there to provide that safety net for them, but you want them to get back up off that net and continue to work hard. You don't want to sit around and tell your child, don't worry, you can just live here in the basement, you know, ad nauseum, ad infinitum, as long as you want, and, and I'll just take care of you. That's a very, you know, interesting relationship that I think you see now where government is trying to come in and be a, you know, that, that uh, cradle-to-grave provider for people, and that really does destroy the drive and determination of the individual. I want my daughters to be highly driven, and I think that if you were to ever meet them, you would see that they've got that eye of the tiger, that uh, they don't want to sit around and be taken care of by mom and dad, but yet they know mom and dad is there to set them up for success. Well, I'll tell you what, we had three boys, and then God blessed us with a little girl for our fourth child, and I'm already stressing over the thoughts of her hitting the dating scene in the years to come. So how were you when dating season arrived for your girls? Uh, did, did the gentleman that took them to the prom need to pass through some sort of uh, Allen West boot camp before he put the cassage on? Well, absolutely. I mean, that, and, and the thing is that when, when you are that right example of a man in, in their lives of my daughter, of the lives of my daughters, uh, they're not going to bring someone to the house of substandard. And if they do, I mean, you kind of have that talk with them, uh, and get them to understand that, you know, this is not the person that I think meets your, your standards or your expectations. And, uh, I remember once having a discussion, a young man that wanted to date my older daughter, and and I told him very simple, you know, this is a precious, uh, you know, thing to me, my daughter. And if you screw this up, you got, you know, two choices in life, ocean or the Everglades. <laughs> well said. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, Alan, is uh, because I've had several single dads on the podcast as well here. And I think we do lose a lot of good fathers in our society because, I mean, let's face it, in a world where everybody wants everything to be equal, parents are not equal in the eyes of the court system as far as divorce is concerned. No matter what the circumstances are, fathers, usually their default position is from under the bus. Uh, how much of an issue is that when it comes to fatherless households and, and what could be done to change it? Well, I think it's important that we evaluate each one of these cases uh, on its own merit, and we evaluate each parent on their own abilities. 
because if you just go in and say that, you know, blanket, this is how it has to be, I mean, you end up punishing a lot of good men out there who uh, they, they should be able to, you know, have a full custody of their child, you know, if it is a divorce. Uh, and, and I have seen a lot of, you know, single dads are out there doing yeoman's work. I mean, it's tough, especially if you're a single dad to some, some daughters, you know, to be able to, to balance that. But God, you know, bless them for, you know, taking that, that task and not seeming to, to be, you know, undaunted in doing it. But I, I think it's very important that the legal system has gotten to a point now where they do evaluate each case uh, of its own merits and they're looking at uh, the respective parents that are there and they're giving dads, you know, that chance to uh, to be, continue to be the fathers there and, uh, you know, maybe to be that primary uh, custodian. All right, we have just turned the calendar to 2019. Uh, what kind of goals do you have for yourself uh, for the future? What can we expect to see from Alan West this year and beyond? Well, without a doubt, my goal is to always continue to be, you know, a servant to God and country, to to live within his will, to try to be the best man, husband, and, and dad, father that I can be, uh, because that's what your legacy is all about. You know, your legacy is not about what you achieve in life, but what you enable others to achieve, and, and that is the most important thing for me. Uh, this year will be a, a great year for us, our oldest daughter, will uh, be completing physician assistant school. That's been her lifelong dream. She's already gotten her undergrad, her master's, and our uh, youngest daughter will be completing her undergraduate uh, college degree. So that's, that's to me, is, is what I live for, is to see them achieve and to have success. Awesome. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Alan, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I think the most important thing is to close your eyes and think about what type of child you were and the relationship that you had with your dad. If it was a good relationship, see how you can build upon it. If it was a bad relationship, learn the lessons and improve upon it. Because, you know, good lessons, bad lessons, they're all lessons and we have to learn and go for it. But always tell your child, I love you, so that they never have to go anywhere else to seek that love that you can give. Great advice. Yeah, I love the message. This has truly been an honor for me. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. My pleasure, and thanks for putting me in the in that distinguished uh, honorary uh, position. All right, I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Lieutenant Colonel Alan West for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. And then bring it right back here for tomorrow, episode 122. I have a first class father who has crushed the real estate game. Andy Dane Carter will be with me tomorrow. So lock it in. Join me on the podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lay. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.